Special guest, Miss Yasmin, who goes by Yazzie, was born in New York City, raised in New Jersey, a millennial who loves to travel, hang out with friends, and a major foodie. She loves giving advice and dropping random gems. Yazzie is a higher education administrator working in various roles within the last nine years and looking to transition into a new career. Yazzie received a Bachelor's of Art degree from the Fairleigh Dickinson University. Let's give a warm welcome to Miss Yazzie. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> and actually, me and Yasmin, me and Yazzie, we met in Jamaica for Sheila's retreat, which was yeah. really good. I miss those retreats. You went to the second one, but I didn't get to go to that one. Yeah. How was the second one? Yeah, it was great. It was great. It was a different set of women it was a larger group of women um but all in all i still learned a lot which was awesome got to make some new friends got to see some old friends so it was awesome uh but that first one <laughs> that first make a trip that was that was one for the books <laughs> that was one for the books for sure so what was your favorite part of the mexico retreat my favorite part of the mexico retreat um, would probably be a lot of the activities that we did. Um, there were a lot of breakout groups. Um, so working with different women, all different types of ages, uh, different parts of the country and also the world. Um, so definitely meeting new people. I do like to meet new people. Um, so that just gave me an opportunity to do that um, and heal with some people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, you know, you come to these things with an expectation and sometimes you leave and you didn't realize you got more than what you needed. Yeah. So, yeah. That's what I loved about Jamaica as well. <laughs> it was like, yeah. it was so nerve wracking, like going up. I mean, I went with my friend Lee, um, but I think prior to the trip, um, the coordinators for it um, created a Facebook group so people could kind of meet on there. Um, and that's where I met Ashley. Mm -hmm. And Ashley is like my sister soul, like my whole soulmate and another person. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's so crazy because I didn't meet her face to face until we got to the airport that mm. morning. So it's like you go from weeks of texting, like, how's your packing going? And then now it's like, wow. Your sister. Are... Yeah. yeah that's <laughs> it's cool. crazy. It's really crazy. So, yeah. like I said, you just never know who you're going to meet. Mm -hmm. That's you true. never know. I mean, you were brave for doing that, though. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Coming alone <laughs> and not meeting a soul, like, knowing anyone. Right. Girl. So, where have you traveled to? <laughs> you say you love to travel. What are some of your favorite places you've traveled? My favorite places. Um, Jamaica is, like, top. Like, I went to the Bay Retreat that first year. I went back to Jamaica the next year. Oh, because really? One of the girls that I met at the retreat was competing. So remember how they had that um, competition, the calendar competition? Mm -hmm. Well, Marianne was competing in the competition. So me and Ashley were like, oh, my God, we should go support. So what do you know? We booked another trip to Jamaica just a whole year following just to go support her. Wow. Like, I, I wish I would have known that flat. because I saw her post <laughs> it. I would have went, but I didn't know anybody else was going. 
Girl, I could have won. <laughs> we were there. Okay. <laughs> oh. But yeah. It was so much fun. Um, the Jamaica's probably my favorite. It's just the culture and the food. <sighs> the relaxation. Like, that's my cup of tea. Um, next to that would probably be Aruba. Aruba is it just has such a, a rich history, mm-hmm. like in terms of all the different people or types of people that live there, um, who they were settled by, who was there, who was enslaved there. It's just a culmination of all these different cultures. So the food is phenomenal. <laughs> like, like I said, I'm a big foodie, so I go for the food. Like that food is some of the best food I've ever had in my life. So wow, I have to yeah. visit and try it out. So without yeah. saying your profession or anything like who are you who is Yazzie that's so interesting because normally people always go for so what do you do (laughs) and it's like that's so sad that we like value ourselves or measure ourselves based on what we do Mm -hmm. um who am I I am someone's sister I'm someone's daughter I'm someone's friend I'm someone's partner I I'm still trying to figure out who I am. Mm. But what I will say is I definitely think that um, just life in general, if you choose to go to therapy, (laughs) definitely go because it'll help you figure out who you are and who you don't want to (laughs) be. So I definitely think my therapy journey helped a lot with shaping um, who I am and how I view myself. Um, But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm me. I'm just a the happy me right yeah. now. So what have you <laughs> learned in tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> what have you learned in therapy from the time being there and yeah. like about yourself, yeah, childhood? Um, what I will say that I've learned is that just because you've been taught certain things or raised a particular way, that doesn't have to be the way that you choose to continue to live your life. And I think a lot of times um, I was reading something that said, like, the person that you were at eight years old is who you are now. You're that same person. you just grown. But you're still that same person to your core. So who was your eight-year-old self? Do you still have a lot of the same habits that you had? And so when you're growing up, um, you know, as a child, you have so many influences, your parents, your church, your friends, whomever. Um, just realizing now as an adult that I don't have to be any of those things if it doesn't serve me and where I'm trying to go with my own life. And so not feeling like I have to stick to the script. And I think for a lot of my life, I did have to stick to somebody's script. And now it's just living life on my own terms. How do I see myself being an African-American woman today versus I can't live the same way my mother grew up or my grandmother grew up. And so those survival techniques that they needed, I don't necessarily need. I need some different ones. That's why I have to figure out what works best for me. How do I want to raise my children? I don't want to raise them like that. (laughs) You know, like it's just different ways of doing things. And I think that's the one thing that therapy definitely helped me understand. So, yeah. Okay. So, how are you raised, and what would be different for when you have children, and how you raise them? Yeah. So, the way I was raised, um, I was raised in a 
mixed religious household. <laughs> so uh, my dad was Muslim or is Muslim and my mom is Christian. Um, me and my sister were taken to church. However, we still understood Islamic practices. And then, you know, we've kind of dipped in and out <laughs> based on, you know, how we felt about certain things. So there are certain things that I still practice, even though I'm not Muslim. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I will say is um, the way that I was raised and what I would choose to do differently is allowing my children to have an opinion, <laughs> to have a voice. Like, I think that a lot of us were raised in environments where children are seen and not heard. And unfortunately, children have a lot to say. <laughs> and those need to come out. It needs to be heard because we can definitely um, help children develop a little bit better um, if you're hearing what they're saying without you being, um, what's the word I'm looking for? without you feeling like you're losing your sense of power as a mm-hmm. parent. Okay. You know, I think a lot of parents are on a power trip and it's like, I'm the parent, you have to listen. And it's like, but your kid is trying to tell you something, <laughs> you know, like, or just generally curious. Yeah. Like they don't know. I definitely want my kids to be heard. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So back to the Christian Muslim household dynamic, what, why was it that y'all were taken to church more than the mosque? And mm-hmm. what was that deciding factor in the household? Um, to be honest, I don't know. <laughs> I really couldn't tell you. I think my mom, um, you know, my, my dad, and he was practicing Islam, um, but she didn't want to convert. I don't know what her reasons were, but she didn't want to. And she just felt like she wanted to raise her children to be Christian now. Thankfully, my father was raised in a Christian household, Mm. so he understood um, all of the principles and stuff like that. So he still respected it. Like, whenever we had something at church, he'd be in church. (laughs) But it's just, like, I think it's a respect factor. Like, you don't have to always practice what other people are doing, but you do have to respect Mm -hmm. it. And so there was no disrespect um, at all for anybody. So I appreciate that. (laughs) And I also think that, again, it's important to let children choose. Um, you know, you've been exposed to this for this long, which would you prefer? Or in my case, I didn't prefer either which one. It's just I kind of gravitated toward Christianity more. Not Why that anything's wrong with Islam, but yeah. Why was that that you gravitated toward Christianity more? Um, I don't know. Probably because the majority of the people in my life <laughs> practiced it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it just made it something that was easily easy to talk to with a bunch of people like my friends all went to church (laughs) my mom my grandparents my cousins my aunts my uncle everybody went to church (laughs) so it's kind of like I think you gravitated toward it more okay yeah so your your college journey can you tell us more about that oh child (laughs) my college journey was (laughs) wild so I graduated high school. Um, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do, but my mom told me that I need to go to school. So I went to County College. I played around for two years. <laughs> I got to see my friends every day. It wasn't as strict as high school. I was living what I thought was my best life. Mm-hmm. I ended up dropping out. I was working. Um, and I was like, you know, let me go back to school. So I went back and I was like, mm, 
I probably went for like one semester and like nah, that's why I left in the first place. It's <laughs> just too much. And so I left and still working at my job. Um, one of my supervisors at my job, her sister was working at the college. And she goes, you think you have want to work here? And she was like, I mean, they talked to her. So talked to her. Now I went for my interview. And when I thought it was an interview, I was so nervous. I was dressed up. Okay. Like this is my first big girl job. I dressed up. I get there. The guy, the hiring manager was kind of like, oh yeah. So this is all about the campus. But he wasn't really talking about the job. So I'm like, does he like me? Does he not? Like, am I going to get this job? Because mm-hmm. I already want to lead other one. Like, what's going on? So he finishes. It's probably like 15 minutes. The hottest day in August. I was sweating bullets in a suit, okay? So at the end of the interview, I'm like, how do you think? Like, do you think he liked me? And she's like, yeah, you got the job. And I'm like, I did? Like, <laughs> how did that even happen? And she's like, because you were great. You were just talking to him and he liked you. And we really just need somebody for the front desk that's able to talk to people. Like, we need you to be able to talk to faculty, staff, students, parents, everybody. And you're good at that. So you're hired. So I was like, oh, my God. So I started my job. Um, coincidentally, the graduating class was the same age as I was. So I was 21 in this job, I thought that was hot shit because I was 21 with a full-time job, but I had no degree. So <laughs> everybody that I worked with uh, was awesome. And they were like, you should go back to school. You should go back to school. And I'm like, I can't mess up because I work here. You know, like, I, <laughs> how are you just going to come here and drop out? So I went to class. I started my college journey and I worked full-time and I went to class. I would move around my work schedule or my, my supervisors would allow me to move out of my work schedule so I could attend class. <sighs> that was a wild time, but I finished. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. <laughs> I finished. It was not traditional. And I think a lot of people need to understand that it doesn't have to be. The pieces will hit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and when they do, you're going to be glad they did, but it's amazing. It's truly amazing. So, yeah. That's good. And it's good that you had a support system that was there to work yeah. with your schedule to say, hey, like, we want you to have a degree. Mm-hmm. Like, let's figure out how we can make that happen. So I love yes, that about sure. that support system that you had. Um, so what did it teach you the most? Like, just that whole process. The whole process taught me that even though I got what the end goal was, it's my responsibility to help people after me. Mm. So all the kids that I help from day to day that don't feel like they're ever going to graduate, whose grades are slipping, who don't feel like coming to school, who aren't sure what their path is going to be, I feel like what it taught me was I had to go through all of that so I can tell them my story. (laughs) And I love when they come back to me like, I graduated. I see them on Instagram and they're like, I graduated. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, see, I'm so glad we talked about this. But like, I think a lot of times when we're actually going through the, the struggle of whatever is going on, um, we don't understand why. Mm -hmm. Then we get to the end and we get to talk to other people and they're like, you went through that girl. You made it look so easy. And I'm like, I was crying at 1158. Okay. Cause blackboard was down. Okay. (laughs) Like I was crying tears straight tears and i'm just so glad that it's over Mm -hmm. (laughs) but if i could do it 
you can do it. Right. So I think that's the part that makes me most happy on what I got out of it and what I hope people understand. You know, things don't necessarily have to go in order as mm-hmm. long as it's what you want to do. And then your own as. How has the pandemic affected you and what did you learn from it? How are you adjusting? All that good stuff. So beginning of the pandemic, I was probably like full of anxiety. Like I already have anxiety, but mm-hmm. like even more so through the roof because it was just so much unknown about it. And so I'm constantly like, I can't go to the grocery store anymore because if I touch anything, I'm going to die. And it was just like too much. So when I finally got through that, it was kind of like, okay, looks like we're going to be in this for a while. Um, I had a hair appointment. I had to cancel. So I had to figure out how to do my hair by myself. So it was like a lot of things I had never had to necessarily do that I learned. Um, so doing my hair, doing my nails, and while that might seem so minuscule, it's like those aren't those were in normal times my self care routine, mm-hmm. and so I'm already sad, I'm already anxious, and it's like I can't do what I would normally do for myself. I had to teach myself, and let me tell you, the first little couple manicures was a little shaky. Okay, <laughs> thank God nobody could see them, but it definitely taught me that I need to learn how to take care of myself when I can't get to what I think I need. So I can't go shopping. Shopping is just a band-aid. But when you can't do that, what else can you do? It's like you pick up a hobby. You pick up a book. You talk to somebody you haven't talked to in a while. Because COVID definitely taught us that life is not promised mm-hmm. at all. <laughs> like, at all. You never. There's no rhyme or reason to things. And so the most perfectly looking healthy person doesn't have to be here tomorrow. And so I think it just taught me not to take life for granted. Um, Every day that I think I want to put something off, I don't. (laughs) Because I was a major procrastinator. And I read something that said, you know, procrastination is like the audacity that we have that God is going to give us another day. And when I read that, I was like, Okay, so just slap me in the face and tell me it's for me. Like, like what, what you mean? It really taught me that I don't to be here tomorrow. We take so much granted. We make all these plans, but none of that has to come to pass. I, you know how many trips I had planned last year? Had my tickets bought. Had hotels planned. None of that happened. None of it happened. And so it's like you have to learn how to roll with the punches. You really literally do. Otherwise, you will drop yourself greatly. You have to figure out how to take care of yourself when all else fails. <laughs> so that's definitely what I learned. I learned how to cook a little bit. You know, we were talking about me cooking earlier. <laughs> what, yeah, what have you been Shout cooking? Out to my friend Eric and his wife Alexis for my air fryer for my housewarming. Ciao. I it's made my life easier. Okay. Um, mostly salmon in my air fryer. Today's chicken. I can't wait to taste that. It looks so crispy. I love crispy chicken. Um, Brussels sprouts in the air fryer. Plot twist. Okay. Mm. Take them out. Put some honey on top. Honey? (laughs) Yes. Really? I've never heard of that. It is so good. It is so good. I think I got it from my pregnant friend. I don't even think it's a recipe. (laughs) Like I think she was just pregnant with a craving. And she was like, girl, you got to try this. And I was like, you're right. This is is (laughs) the one. You're right. Yeah, so that that's really good too. 
Um, but just not taking life for granted and not wasting any more time. It's- you mentioned, well, when we were talking earlier that you wanted to transition into a different career. Have you been looking? Like, do you know what area you want to go into? Is it something that's stopping you from moving forward with that? So I have a few different ideas. Um, And I'm not sure which I would prefer. But the one thing about me is I'm going to pick something that's not going to tie me down. Like, the good thing about what I do is while it's just specific type of job a lot of the things that I do can be done other places and so that's my one thing I never want to get stuck into a niche like I want to be able to be marketable I want to be able to go anywhere and do anything Mm -hmm. based on the skills that I have and the skills that I learn um so right now I would prefer to stay in education (laughs) that's my favorite arena to be in because not only am I constantly learning but I also have the opportunity to talk to people who are constantly learning and if you're constantly learning then there's always something for me to give you mm-hmm. or something that you could give me because you'd be surprised people just be coming to my desk and asking me a question and I, they leave me with some stuff and I'd be like I was supposed to help you right <laughs> you know so I think it's just a constant um flow of information not just on the job information but just life information mm-hmm. in general yeah, so education, that's where I want to stay. <laughs> it's a different part of it because it's going to get kind of old. <laughs> oh, because of the time or are things changing? What is it that's different now with your job? Um, I think I just want something different. What I do is always changing. Mm-hmm. Government laws are always changing. Things, policies and procedures that... Congress have put in place over the last year because this whole pandemic kept changing a lot of what I do. So that I will say is what I do love about my job. Like it's always something new for me to learn. However, I feel like <laughs> I just want something different. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with it. I just want something different for myself. Mm-hmm. Let's go explore some other talents. Yeah, you know? Right. <laughs> Figure out what else is in this mind in this yeah, in this world that exactly. I can tap into. I like it. <laughs> yeah, I'm the same way. Like being a flight attendant, I want to get into tech. So I'm like, I knew being in aviation wasn't my final destination. Like I love right. the benefits. I love traveling. I still want to implement that when I transition into a different career. But mm-hmm. I knew this isn't what I would do the rest of my life. So it's just like, yeah. okay, now let's make a plan, but still, you know, go with the flow mm-hmm. of what's next and how we can make it happen yeah for sure definitely i think quarantine also taught me that like you can go explore a whole lot of stuff when you got time Mm -hmm. like when you're not sitting in a computer (laughs) like you literally have no excuse not to learn something yep or not to look into something you know like when 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 quarantine start march so maybe like late april i decided i was like you know what I'm going to go take a real estate course. I don't know if I want to be a realtor or a real estate agent, but I want to know what's going on. Mm-hmm. So I took the course. <laughs> I sure did. I was on it every Tuesday and Thursday till 1030, mm-hmm. taking my little classes and stuff. And I learned so much. So like as someone who wants to be a future homeowner, I learned 
so much. Mm-hmm. And like I had friends that went through the home behind process. So I'm like, make sure you ask the inspector this. Make sure you tell them this. <laughs> and then you're like, how you feel? I'm like, girl, I'm sitting up there trying to learn something. <laughs> so do you have the license or you just went to the class and it was just like, no, I honestly just went to the classes. I don't think I want the license. I, I just thought it was interesting. Mm-hmm. I really did. There's so much that comes with the license, though, in terms of how to yeah, obtain it and how to keep it um, that I just don't have time for mm-hmm. right now. But it was good to learn. <laughs> I think everybody should be required to take some sort of class before they go buy a house because the stuff that you learn, you be like, this is why people be on Judge Judy because they don't know. Judge Judy. <laughs> they don't even know these things. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> so you picked up. I wouldn't say a habit, but you picked up some new buys of your plants. Can you tell us more about your being a plant mom? So I love plants. I have not always been the best at keeping them alive. But I refuse to buy artificial plants because they just don't give me the same pizzazz, Mm -hmm. you know? So last year, um, at the beginning of the pandemic, I was on Instagram and there was this guy and... um, Somebody I went to high school with posted a plant that she had bought from him. And I think at this point, he was really starting to get started with his business. So I followed him on Instagram, and lo and behold, he was delivering plants. <laughs> so I was like, let me find the least, uh, the, the plant that required the least amount of maintenance, which is a snake plant. I mean, how you won't kill that? So I ordered a snake plant from him. It was lit, the best customer service I ever had. Brought it to my house. It's been thriving ever since. She is still alive, okay? She is still alive. So that was my tester. So probably like a couple weeks ago, I went out with a friend. We found a plant store. Started there. We were like, oh, these plants are expensive. So we went to another store like 45 minutes away, and that's when it hit. So that's where the majority of my plants came from. So I have a Monstero plant. I have a spider plant. A fiddle fig leaf plant <laughs> um so yeah i'm now that i can do a snake plant i have decided that i don't need anything that's too low maintenance i can go up in the maintenance can, a little bit you know you, oh you need a little more love and water okay i, I got you this time mm-hmm. so yeah <laughs> well, that's cool that's what i got going on I fly too much to have a plant. Like I had, I actually had a snake plant. Like you said, it's impossible to mm-hmm. let it die. Well, my baby died on me. Because <laughs> I'm gone, I'm gone like four days okay. at a time. I'm <laughs> yeah, cactus too. But I need my plant babies back because I miss them. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So get your little snake plants. Start start small. We gonna we gonna see. I'm gonna be checking too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> checking on your plant babies. Yes, how they doing? (laughs) What is your greatest life lesson thus far? (laughs) I'm still learning, child. But my greatest life lesson thus far would be that people are not obligated to do what we would do. And what I mean by that is just because we would do something for ourselves or for other people doesn't necessarily mean that they feel the same way or that they see it the same way. We can literally want things for people so much, but if they don't want it for themselves, 
They're not obligated to do it just because you said it. Mm-hmm. They're not obligated to do it just because you suggested it. They're not even obligated to do it if they asked you for the advice. <laughs> you gave it to them and they didn't do it. People are not obligated to do anything. Mm-hmm. The only person that you can hold accountable is yourself. And so what you choose to do with that information is up to you. But it's on you. Then you got to stick with you. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that is the one thing that uh, the biggest lesson I think I have learned, whether that be family dynamics, partnerships, friendships, whatever the case is, people are going to be who they want to be. And you can either love them how they are, mm-hmm. or you can leave them where they at. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's it that's all <laughs> that's it that's all I like it <laughs> so what is the best advice you've received is to pray over myself and stay in my lane <laughs> I just remember like being younger and like hear my mother pray hear my grandparents pray and they say at the end of the day, you have to remember to pray over yourself. We can pray for you until we blow in the face, but you have to pray over yourself because the prayers that God hears from you, about you, to him, about you, are going to hit different because it's you. Mm-hmm. And so it's so crazy because there are so many times where I don't even have the words to pray. Like I just be like, God, I'm here, but I don't know what to say. And it's like every single time, you know, you know. Mm-hmm. pray over yourself that's the biggest piece of advice I could ever pass on to someone else that I've received like so that's two of your questions that's what I would give pray over yourself leaving the prayers of other people over you you know you gotta intercede on your own behalf mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah that's good I haven't had that advice like I've asked this question so many times and you're mm-hmm. the first to ever ever give it really? yeah so and that's, it's good <laughs> everybody do it <laughs> <laughs> you make sure what makes you happy what makes me happy honestly as a former procrastinator that still suffers from it <laughs> getting things done in a timely fashion makes me happy like for example i went to the laundromat last week do you know i had the nerve to wash dry and fold my clothes in 24 hours wow made me happy okay that was a big deal because that never happens (laughs) ever but the fact that i could look at my room and actually sleep in my bed without cuddling with clothes (laughs) let me tell you something child that made me so happy i was like okay okay so okay (laughs) So that makes me happy. Clean spaces make me happy. Um, Good food, good laughter, good company makes me happy. People that are rediscovering themselves make me happy. Like, (laughs) like you wouldn't believe, like, seeing people that have kids or are in marriages and they're like, you know what, I'm going to go do something for me. That makes me happy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, because how many of us have seen people lose themselves within other relationships and roles? And it's like, but you're still a person. Like, you still need to take care of you. Like, I love to see that. That makes me so happy. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. That you 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 want other people to be happy. And it makes yeah. you happy. So that's that says a lot about who sure. you are as a person, too. Oh, thanks. Um, 
So our, it's not so much a question, but it's a homework mm-hmm. assignment. What okay. homework assignment will you give the listeners to finish throughout the week? The homework assignment I would give the listeners is to reach out to someone that you haven't talked to in a while. And just someone random. Go through your phone. (laughs) Go through your phone. See who you haven't talked to and reach out. doesn't have to be long and drawn out. It just needs to be a, hey, just thinking about you. Hey. Just wanted to know if there's anything I can help you with. Hey, you want to hang out? I mean, everybody getting vaccinated now. Y'all might as well go out. Like, you know, <laughs> go do something with someone that you have not spoken to in a long time. Because you never know who you're going to call. You never know who's going who's gonna to answer on the other end of that phone. It's the person that you last, you know, you remember. But people have changed over mm-hmm, quarantine. Mm-hmm. You don't know who's going to pick up. So, you know, sometimes people need that. Sometimes people have just been so caught up in the everyday moments of their lives that they haven't taken a break Mm -hmm. to even breathe. So maybe your phone call is that breath. (laughs) Like, you know? So that's what I would do. Don't text them. Don't DM them. Call them. Call them. I would like to text. (laughs) Can I text them to see if they can talk and then call? Leave them a message. I mean, (laughs) goddamn. Like, leave them a message. If they don't answer, then you follow up with a text like, hey, I called you. There's nothing wrong because you need to start with that. Because when you call somebody that you haven't talked to, they always think something wrong. I don't want nothing. Right. I don't want nothing. I don't need nothing. I just wanted to make sure it was okay. You just follow up with that little text. Okay? Mm -hmm. But call them. Okay, call. Call them. We're going to call, y'all. We're not That's gonna, your homework. We're not going to chicken out and text. We're going to call. We're not doing that. Okay. We're not doing that. People love to like... I, I found that a lot of people did this during quarantine. And like, this is not something that I do. Like, I reach out to people. I will call you. I will FaceTime. I will text you. I will whatever. But people think because they talk to you on social media that that's enough. And it's like, what you saw on social media is what I allowed you to see on mm-hmm. social media. But there's a whole lot of other stuff I like, you know, that <laughs> you always should just check. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Like, I really appreciate it. You kind of like revamped <laughs> the podcast and revamped this passion to, you know, get get into people's minds and figure out like you know yeah. what is it that Yazzie's going through what's Yazzie's life mm-hmm. about you know all yeah, of that good stuff sure. and we want to spend yeah. the day with you as well so sometime either this week or next week we'll be okay. um I can give you access to the account to where we'll just see how Yazzie lives her life whether it's like the weekend doing work anything however mm-hmm. you want to implement that but um usually at the end of every podcast i speak life to my guests so that's what i'll do now i speak life over you yazzie that whatever position that you go into that is in alignment with your values with what you have going for yourself and that is transferable the skills can be transferable to the next step or whatever you want to do that every day and everywhere that you're getting better and <laughs> that you are overcoming your procrastination and that you are becoming more of you, like figuring out who is Yazzie and knowing and embodying that every day and every way. 
And I thank you for being on the podcast. And where can we find you? And what do you have anything going on we can follow or support? As of right now, no, <laughs> but I'm sure I will. Um, but yeah, you guys can follow me at underscore Jazzy Bay. Play on words, you know, Jazzy Bay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's just underscore Jazzy Bay, white, P H A E, um, on Instagram. That's where you can find Okay. Well, thank you again for coming on. You have a great rest of your day. Thank you. You too. Hello, Julia S.